invite you to enter this portal of strange and unimaginable. I simply ask that you suspend your judgment and expand your mind in the vastness of the unknown. Come witness the wonder that is our reality. The truth is out there, and so am I. Wife of a Demon Hunter, extraordinary tales of all things paranormal. Hello, my name is Dorinda Stewart, and I am the Wife of a Demon Hunter. is a French filmmaker telling and thoughtful provoking and thought provoking documentaries. He was recently in Detroit, Michigan making his latest documentary. Please welcome Florent Tillion. Hi Florent, thanks for being here. Thank you. I love you. Um through the eyes of your through the lens of your camera, you often tell stories of the urban life and cities that face economic decline. What made you pursue um, filmmaking? And why those types of films? Uh, yeah, someone said to me that if there is no some somehow a runes in my film blights, uh, it's not it's not a uh, it's not a Florentine film. You know, there there is runes in each film I make. Yes, but specifically about uh, city in decline, um, it was more at the beginning when I start when I started to make documentaries. So I I made documentary about Detroit about Las Vegas, but Las Vegas when just after the mortgage crisis, the 2008, mm -hmm. uh, there were some runes beginning there, but interesting runes because it was like very recent in Vegas, you know, like uh, like uh, unfinished, a huge complex, but a condominium unfinished, you know, so runes, but without life spent inside. So interesting stuff. Right. Um, and then in Charleroi in Belgium, in Belgium also, like in a, a kind of Detroit story, like post-industrial. And then it was more, more different. And, uh, and New Caledonia was more like for, on politics. But why I was so, that's a good question actually, why I was so uh, attracted by uh, runes? <laughs> Maybe I was attracted by ghosts, <laughs> but uh, in a way, finally, you know. But uh, I think it's more like an idea of um, a, a vision of the of the future. When I was when I were in Detroit for the first time, what was very amazing, like it was in two thousand seven, it was like going to the downtown, mm -hmm. and um, so I would say the first time I went to uh, to Detroit, uh, there was this this. Uh, the silence also in a huge city in down in a, in downtown, you know, mm -hmm. in the American huge city, and not a lot of sound and and all this abandoned huge building at that time. Uh, it was I was amazed because it was not the first time I saw something like this, like an urban American downtown abandoned. Uh, I saw it in uh, in, in uh, post-apocalyptic movies, you know, Mad Max, uh, like like a zombie sure. film. Uh, I saw it a lot of time, but in fiction, that was the first time I saw it for real. Ah, yes, yeah. That was the beginning of the film. I wanted I wanted to do film, but that was the starting point to make a film about this fiction vision, but for real, like you know what I said, a huge huge downtown abandoned. And I think it was like a vision of the future. Mm -hmm. I think I'm, I'm attracted about all these ruins because I, 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 th I think that we are uh, the society will collapse in a way, you know. Okay. Uh, and there will be some ruins uh, in a lot of places. I think in the future, like in the future, the next century. But it's not a bad. Uh, I don't take it like a something negative or nihilistic right. or. Or depressive no no no. i, I think it's uh, it's very very possible and there's some beauty in it right isn't it kind of artistic for you a little bit of some course. of the ruins yeah of course and uh, even the you know ruins always fascinated painters through the history when they, they painted rome actually right and uh, and i have a project about rome actually not, uh, not in movies but uh, i want to do something with this city because it's uh, city rome they kept the runes inside 
yeah, that's know? interesting. There is the, the ancient ruins. It's kept for the for the for the people to see, visit, and then we have reflection about uh, about empire who, uh, who collapse and right. you know rise, rise and and fall, and all this reflection you can have. Um. So when you make films, um, what roadblocks do you face when you're starting to make a film? I mean, what what is the process and what, and you know, when you think about a project and you go to it, what kind of roadblocks do you run into um, trying to make your films? What is roadblocks? I, I um, like I uh, things that hold you back, things that hold you back. Some things, you know, like is it doesn't go very smoothly. Like there's like, you know, there might be some obstacles that you might run into um, trying to make a film. So do you mm. have a lot of obstacles that you run into when you make your films or? Uh... Sometimes uh, the institution uh, can be an obstacle. Yeah. Uh, you want to interview someone or you want to film somewhere and the institution refuse or don't don't say yes. So that's the main obstacle that people that don't want actually. Like the first time we we came to the, for this, uh, like three, three weeks ago, uh, mm -hmm. When we shot in Detroit for the, this new film, um, the Cryonic Institute was at uh, the beginning was like, mm, I don't, we don't, you know, and we're not sure. Uh, we rather said no, but uh, we insist in a way, and we ex explain, and and mm -hmm. finally they said yes. So so that's that's a yeah. You have to do a lot of explaining. Very, <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's that's something. Sometimes you really want some someone or some something, and uh, and 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 sometimes you don't. And sometimes it's rare it's very rare mm -hmm. uh to me actually but um but sometimes uh, people doesn't want to be to be filmed so and then uh, the 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 most hard for this film uh was the the satanist the satanist at the beginning didn't reply or uh, messages and but also because a lot of people want to talk with them obviously and from detroit mm -hmm. uh but uh, again um, we we finally have we finally had an interview with them. It was that was very nice and very interesting. So so it's cool. Yeah. So that's one of the obstacles. Um, I don't know. I think it's the biggest. It's know. just the people um, trying to get the people to to quote. Yeah, and also maybe also the the second one big obstacle uh, would be to not be good with the scene. Okay. And, and what do you mean uh, you by that? With the, yeah, where you are, you are with the with the people, and um, and they don't act in a cinematic way, or they don't, you know, there is, and and sometimes it's so wonderful, and it's a surprising, uh, and that's when you catch something. In it. That's the film. That's filmmaking. Uh -huh. that yeah. When you 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 feel that it's good, and it's um, a French uh, no. Uh, French filmmaker, which uh, is uh, Jean-Luc Godard, very famous for, for filmmakers. Jean-Luc Godard said that uh, it was like uh, catch a butterfly, you know. Mo movies was like catching butterfly, you know. You try, you try, you try, that. ah, you have you have a good scene, you have a butterfly. Yeah. But you don't know. <laughs> you don't know in advance, you know. Right, you can't catch it the first time. You might have to take a couple times to catch it, right? Yeah, you, don't, you never know where, when. You're gonna catch the the, be yeah. the best butterfly of your day. Yeah, yeah. So in documentaries, do you use scripts? Do you script it? I mean, do you use like uh, um, so basically you you interview people, but do you script that? I think people want to know that documentaries are either scripted or they're not. You um, do you use a script at all, or just more of a concept? I think it depends on the period. Uh, the product the producers producers now really want you to make a script. Um, also for the in French, you know, it's a government who pay for documentary most part of the time. So the government need a dossier, need a script. Ah. Uh, they want to know the story in advance. So it's it's a bit bizarre to write in advance reality that you didn't right, have an right. expect you know, have an experiment. But uh, uh, finally, you can do it. Actually, you can imagine mm -hmm. and. Um, and of course, it's easier when you have made already one or two trips and met met some people, so you can put the real things, the real uh, you know discussion you had, and and try to imagine. It's very bizarre, but you know you can do it. Yeah. In a in another, it's bizarre, but it it, it helps you 
to structure your uh, your narrative very uh, very much yeah because even um you know uh television here um you know the, the reality tv it's scripted in some way there's usually some sort of uh you know concept that they tell you so you're going here and this is what happened so this is you know your friend did this to you so how do you react so it is kind of scripted in a way um with um reality tv as well so <clears throat> yeah but if you want to to talk about uh, script we sometimes also i make fiction in documentaries ah uh, actually we, we we made a single fiction together yeah for the yes we did, <laughs> yes, we did. So, <laughs> yeah, so, joe so... and i were lucky enough to be in your latest film so um so without um uh giving too much away um uh so tell us about that about the project that you just worked on here in detroit if you can talk a little bit about that so about the this new film yeah i mean what can you tell us about the new film i mean is there anything that you can talk about that you want to talk about yeah, yeah the title the, the title is uh is uh for now the title is a detroit a city of gods and machines so it's 15 years after the first film I made about Detroit it was at that time uh, the first one was more like about collapsing society and mm -hmm. but also hopes in the rooms like uh, communities rising rising from the from the collapsed state there, okay there was no cops there was no firemen there was no institution but uh, yeah let's be together and try to rebuild the society maybe better you know right eternal question of uh, like what would be after the collapse of an empire like middle age and um, community more community you know society more rural more landscape mm -hmm. more you do your own vegetables and your own furnitures and things like that so i think it's a pretty much in a way the future of the society as i said but um but 15 years after it's a different uh, I, I actually it was the narrative at the time uh, it was a big, a big thing at that time. You were, yeah, okay, there was ruins everywhere, but uh, Detroit can be a kind of avant-garde for ecological, uh, self-sufficient DIY, uh, uh, imagination, imaginary, and so that was narrative at that time. But since uh, Dan Gilbert bought every buildings, <laughs> um, you know, there was a lot of uh, yeah investment in the city and uh, to renov renovate the building to make it uh, you know more make the city more attract attractive we fix repair some stuff here and there so and Corktown was totally changed um so so the new narrative one of the, the new narrative of today in detroit is the new technology uh thing like they 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 renovate all this building in downtown to uh especially the train station to uh, put inside the uh, technology for you know laboratory of reflection for for the smart car or uh, ai uh, ai linked with the robotic mm -hmm. so so i think the new narrative of detroit is that uh, if if we can be the we, we maybe we can be the next huge industrial production city for uh, an ai and robotic like Okay. Like maybe like Terminator. <laughs> yes, like Terminator. it kind of looked like Terminator in some of the airs that we shot yeah. at, didn't it? I mean, it kind of did. <laughs> we went to um, the Packard uh, building and stuff like that. So, um, <clears throat> so there was a lot of different things that went on in Detroit, and there's a lot of ghosts, sort of, so to speak. Um, you know, like the auto industry has kind of gone away from Detroit, and um, and then, but there's other things that were there too. I mean, there were some. Um, uh, you know gangsters that were in detroit and so some of that has gone away so detroit had a lot of history but um we discovered some of that history when we were filming which was kind of kind of cool so um <clears throat> so we went to a particular park and um we found something we found a ghost so why don't you talk about your experience with that ghost in this particular area that we were so um it was housing that had been used 
for the the auto industry right years ago and so some of them have you know some of those houses are abandoned some of them have been torn down but we found a particular house that was kind of interesting so um why don't you talk about what you experienced when you were there about the ghost it's the the back it's yeah it's the backup plan so uh yeah it's a good transition because we talk about the new narrative and the building Mm -hmm. have been renovated in downtown but there is also building that have been there they plan to destroy right because it's too late you can do anything with the, with them it's too it's too damaged like the right. um, the, the the fisher body plant which is very impressive uh the the decay and dangerous and uh, so we went there together and but not that much inside the building because it's so dangerous and collapsed right. um so we were more like in the canyon between all this huge uh, part of the factory but there is also um, a feeling that there was a ghost in the factory mm-hmm. and you mentioned um someone maybe we were injured or, or, de- or killed by the machines an, an accident like a, right right work. right and that, i think that was the packard plant the packard area yeah that was the we packard there plant. yeah 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 so there was someone there and and uh, it was an immigrant i believe because it spoke a language that i wasn't familiar with but mm-hmm. um yeah he had been injured there but he's still there so that was kind of interesting his yeah. take on stuff yeah and, and 15 years before when i came uh, i already wanted at that time to maybe be with someone who can you know be a psych you know medium like someone who can mm-hmm. have power to feel ghosts because it was obvious that uh, to me actually that, that there are some people some presence but also as we said the presence not only of the workers but also the people who I've been in these rooms for other reasons, you know, right. for, for make, to make rituals or, or, or shows or parties mm-hmm. and a lot of presents here. There was for runes. That was fascinating with these runes, particularly this one, the packet plan. And so, but we didn't have a contact. But what was interesting is the, so the, the, the ghost you mentioned, it was in the neighborhood, which is, which is behind the packet plan. And uh, which is which was the which was the the, the houses of the workers actually for right. for a lot of them, and then uh, a lot lot of these houses are moved. They're not they're gone. They're not here anymore. But there is a lot also that are who are here but in ruins. Mm-hmm. And so I asked you to walk around these houses to feel if there was something. Mm-hmm. And uh, and. In a particular house, uh, you feel someone who didn't didn't want us to come because it was like private property. Right, right. And so, and so it was like ghosts. Uh, there's ghosts, okay, but they still consider that it's the, 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 that's their private property, the house. Right, their home. They still took ownership of it. Yes. yes. Yeah. So we are not welcome. <laughs> yeah. um, but. <laughs> but anyway, I uh, you said hey, he's uh, he's uh, he's in the house and and say uh, get out, get out. Mm-hmm. So I took camera, just me, and uh, and we just with my partner for the sound, we just came at the entrance of the door, of the, of the yeah, of the entrance of the of the house at the first door, back in the backyard, and then I entered, and uh, and I saw the stairs. And uh, and the first floor, there was nothing. I, I mean, there was nothing interesting, and I was not mm-hmm. feeling something kind of interesting. And yeah, so the I stairs... kept looking up. I said it was up, up. The... Uh, stop, 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 don't, 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 <laughs> uh, don't, don't spoil, don't spoil. <laughs> uh, and then I, uh, I went up, and then the door were closed from the first floor, uh, the second floor. Sorry, the, it was closed, and um, and I opened, and it make a very classic sound of. Yep. And when I, I I watched inside the room, it was there was a lot of furniture upside down. You know, it was a mess, except for a couch that was just next to the, the window, a huge window, and the couch was in, just in front, the, 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 not in front, but the, you know, you you tell me there was this couch with the window next to the yeah, window. there was a couch in front of the window. Yeah, yes, yeah, yeah, and uh, and uh, and. I had this feeling that if there was a the ghost in this room, is fixing me, is watching me in this couch. I was really like, 
if there is someone, I feel something there on this couch looking at me and maybe a bit angry because he said, get out and I can. So, okay. <laughs> I well, let's be honest. You broke in. You broke into his house. You, you yeah, climbed yeah, over. Yeah, you yeah. broke in. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So it was like, okay, okay. No, sorry. Bye-bye. Uh, but I wasn't sure, you know. It was mm -hmm. like a feeling. And when I came back, I saw you. And you said, we saw a ghost at the window. And you took a photo. Mm -hmm. And, and uh, we watched the photo. And we saw a shape, maybe of hairs, like behind, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, we saw in the sh shady uh, hairs, but the interesting thing is that it was exactly at the place of the coach. The, 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 the presence I felt, I, I feel, it was exactly the exact same point. The same, the same. Uh... Sorry for my English. It's oh, very no, no. complicated sometimes to explain with the all the you know the detail of the spaces. Mm -hmm. But you saw the ghost. I saw the ghost in the same time, mm -hmm. the same moment. Mm -hmm. Yes. So that was amazing. Yeah, that was pretty cool. That was cool. Yeah. <laughs> and, he, and I thought he said, get out to you. I thought you heard get out. Did you not hear get out? Or you felt the feeling of getting out, get out? No, it was, uh, we we heard the sound and uh, no, it was, it was not a get out. It was more, it was like me um, uh, talking very slowly. Very slowly. So you understood get out, but it's French whispering. Okay. All right. It's okay. me whispering. Actually, I'm, I'm talking about something about the camera. I'm talking like that. Ah. And um, it, it's really like get out. So in the sound, no. But in the photo, yes. And I put it, I'll put it in the, in the film. Ah, so oui. That's very, very interesting. Very cool. Yeah, that'll be fun. That'll be fun to see. <clears throat> okay. So you were born in New Caledonia, which is a French mm -hmm. colony. It is located in the South Pacific near Australia, surrounded by several other islands. So um, tell me what it was like growing up um, in New Caledonia. It's not that much of a growing up experience from zero to 13 years old mm -hmm. uh, than the, uh, I mean, for the, for your podcast. <laughs> uh, it wasn't like that much spiritual experience. It was more okay. like when I came back uh, in 2000, 2018. Okay. Because it was political, uh, political news and things uh, uh, to uh, very interesting to make a film a French film French film about French subject but very interesting uh, politically at that time and um, and and I decided to explore more these people that I didn't really met when I was a child because I was like you know white neighborhood uh, you don't you know you stay with the white you know it's colonization you know it's, it's right uh, it's, uh, if you care too maybe if you care too much about the people you 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 spoil the land you know you 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 took their land and 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 i think it's a kind of survival thing that my parents didn't try to too much meet you know meet these people because there was too much capability maybe so i don't know if you understand my point um so was there okay so there was french french speaking and then there was another what was the other uh language that was there uh they have more than 30 languages okay okay yeah it's vernacular languages, vernacular okay. language because yeah. you had mentioned uh, you know white and a colony but i didn't know what other um things were were on new caledonia because yeah, yeah but they speak french they speak french okay speak okay french All right. as a main language but they, they there is a lot of different language okay and uh so if you go to the the tribe speak french and they, they yeah, okay it's very interesting also because because they talk French, uh, their concepts have been translated already. Their concept of their own, own society and philosophy and spirituality okay. have been translated already in the in the French. So there is a direct. Um, it's very interesting to to meet um, like uh, native people with uh, they we, we share the same language actually, and um, and so yeah in this well they say actually these people because not everywhere but in some parts of the island there is still some places where the spiritual aspects and the presence of the spirits are very is very strong and uh, and then when you go to this kind of place uh, where so many people are still believing in spiritual 
you know, mm -hmm. level of invisible, invisible world, um, you can experience a lot of things. And what they say actually is that uh, when a lot of people believe of the spirits, the spirits are present. But in the other part of the island, where the culture of the Melanesian people are are more dead, you know, okay, uh, nothing appears. The spirits don't talk anymore. So even someone who believes in spirituality go to a tribe where they don't believe anymore. He, he will he will hear he will hear the spirits in this country. But mm -hmm. if we if you go to the spiritual uh, country where the people doesn't believe, he won't hear. You understand what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Because yes. people around doesn't believe, so the, it's like the gods are dying, ah. the spirits are dying. So they don't. They said I heard someone said in French, your your forests are dead. Oh, wow, interesting. There is trees, there is birds, there is uh, you know there is a lot of animals. They're not dead physically, but they say right. there is no spirits. You ah. you you French people, you kill, you uh, forgot all your gods. You don't believe in anything, so we can feel as Kanak. As Melanesian, that there is, there is nothing in your forest. It's dead. <laughs> wow. Well, that's when well, you know in Native American culture, trees and plants and animals they all have energy and they're all spiritual. You know. Yeah. So it's interesting that they don't believe in spirits anymore, even though there's trees and animals and flowers there. That the the spirit type is gone. So that is a very interesting concept that they have. Yes. That. So. Yes, that's what they say. <clears throat> so in the the places where there is still some, you know, it's still strong. You can yourself, and I, I can advise that for every Occidental people, you know, who want to, to try to connect it, himself with the spiritual dimension. Mm -hmm. uh, it's to go to these native uh, people, uh, whatever it's in America or in Oceania. Or, but if you have a uh, possibility, uh, it's um, some, some stuff can happen in the dreams also. A lot of a lot of different uh, experiment. Uh, so, um, to me, <clears throat> one of the more interesting experience I had it was like it was because I want to shoot to film uh, a huge tree, a very huge tree and very impressive tree. I don't know the name in English actually. Uh, we call it banyan in French, and uh, it's it's a parasite. So it's a it's a kind of tree who who, who go around. The first tree and try to kill it mm -hmm. taking its place actually and then going um, very strangely uh, not higher and higher but larger and larger more large and more large okay each year so so after a while after centuries they're very huge but not high oh. so, but okay. they have a lot of, of of holes it's very monstrous tree because its way to to grow is very bizarre. And so there was a lot of cavity, you know, it's very strange uh, tree. And I wanted to film one of this specific tree of, of this country. And uh, and when I, uh, I I heard that there was two trees, very famous in a touristic area. So we went there, there was a, an international hostel, hotel, international hotel for tourists from uh, New Zealand, or Australia, whatever. And, um, and then the kind of trail uh, and you can take the trail and go to the to the tree. So what? So that's what I did. Uh, but when I arrived to the tree, I have my camera, my hat. I was like a tourist. And then I felt a huge uh, bad feeling, like the tree wasn't happy to see me. He wasn't happy at all. Okay. Like mosquitoes came, insects, oh. lights, lights were very darky suddenly <clears throat> and uh, and i felt really like there was a lot of presence here a lot of spirits a lot of yes. dead dead people a lot of ghosts actually but not ghosts it's not the same concept to, exactly it's spirits it's the ancient people okay they, mm -hmm. they believe the old people still stay and you know through for the memory and um and so uh, I, I also I knew I knew that uh, if if you have an international hotel in this kind of colonize, colonization you know colonized place, often and also I knew that there was a, a cemetery that have been discovered like an ancient cemetery has been discovered like archaeological you know thing. Okay. 
So yeah. I thought that maybe it was a lot of people there that have been removed, you know, tribes. Mm -hmm. There were tribes there that have been uh, genocide in a way also. Right, right. So I said to the, so the spirits say to me, say to me directly, say, what are you doing, what are you doing here? You know, we don't want, we don't want you to be here. It was simple. And I said, okay, um, I replied. I, I don't remember if I replied in my head or mm -hmm. I, maybe it was high, like talking. Sure. And I said, and I said, uh, yeah, I'm very looking like a, a touristic asshole tourist you know who want to come here you know they mm -hmm. spend upon time and you have been destroyed you have been killed all your tribes so i understand but i don't want you know i'm i'm i was a from the colonization i, I was a son of the colonization actually white uh, when i was a kid but now i want redemption i want to make a film to meet the kanak and to help maybe yeah uh, the kanak to at least to make a film that, that will be agree with your fight and uh, and they said, I just need small time, a small amount of time to to film this tree. Mm -hmm. And the spirits said, hmm, something like that. <laughs> they said, they said <laughs> okay, but you have twenty minutes, not oh. one more. And then at this moment, mosquito came, uh, came back, came away. Uh, the light was no not so dark. It was more the atmosphere was better. And right. so I quickly, quickly make all the the, the shot I I needed to make, and uh, but it takes times, you know. Mm -hmm. And uh, and then uh, he said twenty minutes. So at sixteen minutes, mosquitoes a bit began to come back. <laughs> they were making sure you were voice. staying on that timeline. Yeah. There was this voice who said, "I said twenty minutes. If you stay more, bad things will happen." I said, "Okay, okay, I'm gone. I'm gone. Thank you very much." And then, uh, and then um, it was two weeks after during this shooting, two weeks after, I made an interview of someone who explained me a lot of different stuff. But then we talk about the symmetry. And he said, uh, but the symmetry, like we have today, it's colonization who brought it. Before, our dead people, uh, we put, when people is dead, you put it on the banyan, on the tree. And he showed a tree behind it, him. It was the banyan. It was the same kind of tree. Ah. So he was explaining to me that it's a dead tree. So that's the place where they put all the dead body in the cavity, in the little shape inside the banyan wow. for hundred days. Wow. So when you're dead, you are put there for hundred days, and then after they make some different stuff. So the old culture are a bit different. So. What I experienced, experienced is that I was talking to a dead tree without knowing it. Wow, that's very cool. Yeah. yeah. So that's what I'm talking about, living experience where in places where people still believe. You know right, what I mean? right, right. Strong, it's strong. You can directly communicate with them. That is very strong. Now, you know, in France, um, uh throughout this you know there's a lot of you know it's been around for a while a long time you know compared to the america america's new um so the old buildings and things like that have a lot of stories but one of the things that french um have is the guillotine so yeah <laughs> um <laughs> i i i went to i went to paris and i was able to uh connect with uh, a spirit that had been um had their head cut off which was different but what do you think um, about that? Do you think that it's, have you experienced anything um, about the victims of the guillotine at all? Actually, I think it will be a great, great documentary. Uh, it's a great documentary to make about uh, the ghosts from the French Revolution. Yes, yes. And I think and I think the difference between the ghosts that we can observe in Europe or in the Occidental world, Western world, and the country like we were in New Caledonia is that the people I talked to in this tree was not ghosts, they were spirits. It was everybody still is still here. That that's the way to be dead. Mm -hmm. uh, in our country, when you are ghosted because it's most part of the time is because there is a trauma. Right. There is something happened that is not uh, something uh, unfair or something very violent. Right, uh, right. 
and so maybe you know more than me about this well subject. like suicide usually people who are yeah. suicide they they automatically become a uh, mm -hmm. ghost um so there's different things that you know and usually the people who die quickly usually have some sort of ghost uh you know, uh, they walk around as ghosts and there's an attachment of some sort. They're attached to their life or to the situation or whatever. But um, yeah, so the, the guillotine would be a very interesting, I would think that would be a very interesting documentary because um, some people went to the guillotine willingly and some people didn't. So that would be interesting to see how that plays out as well, you know, because there were some people who martyred themselves for the guillotine. But um, that's just not something that we have here in the United States. So <clears throat> we yeah, yeah, and it's a it's a trauma for the people. I mean, if you go to be uh, decapitated, decapitated, you say decapitated, you say yes, yeah. Uh, but but on an unfair because you know at that time everybody was a traitor. They they decapitate like uh, thirty thousand people in yeah. the same place in the same right. place. Um, there was blood everywhere. And, yeah. um, and and a lot of them was just, you know, was at the end, it was like a, a sacrifice. It was people needed blood, whatever the reason was. Right. It was so like a, a sport. Lot... There was, people would watch, right? I mean, there was people that yeah. would go and it was a big thing to sit there and watch in the town square, right? Or whatever. Yeah, it was like year. we made a revolution to change the society uh, because we're angry, angry. Mm -hmm. uh, to be to to eat say angry or hungry right. yeah yeah you were starving angry. starving yeah yeah <laughs> and uh and we made a revolution and then people still was starving uh inequality continue uh, mm -hmm. and so the revolution was not satisfied it was not a lot of satisfaction with this revolution so but they, they don't want to believe it so to avoid the truth they find traitors Okay. And it's it's often like this in revolution. You make revolution, but yeah, no, you, it's not in five minutes you can change the society, you know. And especially if it's, if it's violent, right? So they didn't want to to realize that the revolution was a corrupted. Actually, it was not wasn't fair. So they prefer to kill a lot of people. So it's not to make a sacrifice, you know. So it's not just a trauma of some people. It's a trauma of a nation, right? That's right. what is very very interesting in this case. It's a double trauma. It's a national and individual's trauma. So maybe you can, you know, make a book or maybe we can make a film together. <laughs> yeah, that would be really interesting. That would be. I I would be interested in that because, like I said, I had a, an encounter and it was different. You know, it was different than the ghosts that I've encountered before. So, uh, when you were a child, did you have any kind of um? What did your parents tell you about? the other side or spirits did your parents talk to you about the other side at all no 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 my my father was a rather marxist materialistic okay. and my mother was like more more in the 70s specimen you know like we were she was christian but okay right. was disappearing like in the material world sure sure the 70s and the 80s and the 90s <laughs> were kind of materialistic <laughs> It's more the teenage time when when I was with my friend teenage, you know, you make experience, you you go to. I was the classical. I had the classical experience of the glass moving, ah. you know, the with the finger on it, and in the abandoned 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 church, abandoned ah. church, and uh, and that was very impressive. And what what was interesting also, it was like we were six at the beginning, and two of the six were skeptical, and you know, and they laugh. And so the four of us said, okay, we want to make it seriously. Uh -huh. So if we don't want to make it seriously, just leave, please. So they went out and so we continued the experience. And then the glass moved a fucking way. Like, <laughs> <laughs> it was impossible to imagine that one of the four that we were like was making moving the glass at that itself. Be, you know? yeah. That was very, very intense. And and uh, and after we were exhausted, like it took a lot of energy for, for to us. It was obviously something that you know attracts your energy to make this glass move. Actually, it's a kind of it, it's using your own energy to, to move. And then the funny thing is that when we came out, the the two people that were out said, "Don't tell us that something happened." <laughs> <I> said, yes, <laughs> it, oh. it did, but but it did. <laughs> yeah, 
that's that's kind of classic there are there are things where people say certain people like even psychics and things like that there's certain people that will uh, draw more uh, energy than others you know so certain you know the 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 spirits will talk to one person over another person i've experienced that a lot too so that's that's interesting but i love it when they say don't tell us and you're like it happened it happened you know and they weren't there to see it so <clears throat> but that's a great that's a great story you know to talk about so so um do you um do you believe um let, let's go back to some cryptids and things like that do you believe in bigfoot sasquatch I don't. I'm not familiar with this myth. It's it's okay. very American, right? It's a very so, American myth. Yeah, I but a lot of people. I I met a lot of a lot of people who believe in Bigfoot or or are fan of Bigfoot and make tattoo mm -hmm. of Bigfoot. Ah, yeah. Uh, you know, in Hamtramck there was this great place which is the Ghost Light Bar. Oh yeah, yes. And and you know they make they want to invite you actually. <laughs> yeah, we have to go. We have to go. Yeah. When are you coming and, back? Uh, we'll, we'll all go. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> And uh, and uh, yeah, I don't know why why I was talking about the ghost light bar, but you know it's a good place for for that. Because they were telling ghost stories, I think you said, didn't they? Don't they have like a Wednesday night where they tell ghost stories or something like that? What? Um, yeah, yeah. And, yeah. and uh, one of the one of the men of the of the bar has a bigfoot tattooed on his ah, arm. Uh -huh. So like they like yeah. ghosts and bigfoot. Ah. So do you believe in aliens and abductions? Alien abductions? Are you familiar with any of that? Alien, uh, I know that's very American too. Yeah. It's fascinating. <laughs> it's interesting the question you ask because I realized that that's maybe the way, the, the place where I'm not American. Because, uh, yeah. Uh, I, will, I would love to be a, a, a kind of, a, you know, I love America. I love the American culture, but I'm not American. So maybe sure. that's the, the sure. place where I don't believe in aliens. I, I, I'm sure believe that there is aliens somewhere. Mm -hmm. You know, we're not alone, yeah. blah, blah, all this kind of stuff. But they're visiting us sometimes, at, but are hushing it, yeah. not telling us. It's, I think it's too strange. And I, I will keep my French part yeah, on this. Well, it's better because, I mean, <clears throat> there are some people who have encounters that are happy and they think that's very angelic and it was spiritual. But there's others that are very terrified and you know, it kind of ruins mm -hmm. their life. So that's kind of an interesting concept of that whole mm -hmm. thing so what is you know if there isn't right. aliens what what's making these people see these things and believe them and it's interesting because we run into that all the time especially when you're um into you know the paranormal you get it mm -hmm. you get the the bigfoot stuff and you get the alien abductions and you get all that stuff so yeah mm -hmm. so you were um <clears throat> you were in uh uh detroit for a while so i have to ask you this question so which do you like better french food or american food <laughs> I love American food. Do you really? <laughs> yes, yes, I love American food. And when I when I'm in America, uh, uh, I eat eggs in the morning all the time. You know, I'm 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 actually when I'm in America, I I try. It's not even that I try. It's that it's also the stuff you find in supermarkets. So you live like in America, and I love that. And I, at the moment I came, I came back. I I just recover my French life. It's it's funny. <laughs> and, uh, no, I really, I really love the pizza. No, even the restaurants are very good. In America, okay, good. You know, there was a lot yeah. of restaurants in Detroit, or you know, they make well, Detroit has some great, some great stuff. Uh, restaurants in Detroit, yes. So, French coffee or American yeah. coffee? Which do you prefer? American, American coffee. American coffee I, too. I prefer yeah. it with a lot of water. Okay, so um, okay, so uh, French driving or Detroit driving in Detroit? Which do you prefer, the driving? Detroit. Yeah, I, I, okay. I'm fascinated by the freeway. Oh, okay. So there's not a freeway. Um, what, what... Uh, no, in Paris, if you if you take the car, you have it's it's absurd. It's like pretty much like New York, but don't, yeah, don't talk about really... Paris. If you take a similar city like uh, Clermont-Ferrand, which is an industrial and automobile city, Clermont-Ferrand, uh, pretty huge also, not mm. as, as much as Detroit, but uh, uh, there is some freeway. But you don't have the same experience of Detroit. You know, in Detroit, you everything you do, you can take the freeway. Even <laughs> if it's true. a one mile trip, you take the freeway. Yeah, and that's fast. crazy. You know? If you if you're in mid midtown and downtown, it's like this. It's fascinating. Mm -hmm. You are in a cool neighborhood with some kids playing, and ten seconds after, you're on the freeway, risking your life. 
<laughs> I think you're risking your life in Paris. It was scary. It was scary for me in Paris because you know those yes, little motor, yes. motorbikes and motorcycles, and the, I'm like, oh my gosh, it starts to nerve. That's that's the that's our way to risk life. So yeah, yeah. <laughs> totally. Yeah, the, you're, you're right. The small motos and there are so many dead. But uh, yeah, but, but I, what something I I observe is that American don't follow the rule that much. It's a Protestant country, but man. Oh, how many, oh, how many people who are over the limits? To drive, oh yeah, yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. And, you go uh, with the flow. It's called going with the flow of traffic. It's like <laughs> it, it's like it's like the speed limit is, is a suggestion. It's not a. Although you could get a ticket, but we always lose as a suggestion, you know. So, but Joe, you know, my husband Joe, he he used to he's a, he's an ex cop. So he goes, the the speed limit is the speed limit. You can get a ticket. And I'm like, oh. yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's true. We we do kind of do some crazy stuff that way. But you still like driving Detroit because of the expressways. That's that's pretty cool. So, so um, <clears throat> when will this film of yours be out? This recent film that you just did. Uh, if we don't find more money to come back, we will edit it in the year. Okay. So that's 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 the plan. Yeah. Okay, so you're thinking about coming back to Detroit then and doing some more filming? Yeah, that's not impossible. Okay. It would, it would be like uh, we have now a kind of connection with a lot of people. Yes. And uh, I think I think they like us, you know. Well, they don't hate us, actually, at least. No, we don't hate you. And so we can maybe can we can come back for our to have more human moments, you know, rituals or... Um, yeah, co collective rituals, like the you know, uh, I could give a lot of examples, but I won't because that's people you know. And and uh, yeah, so maybe for, more for that for or maybe in the summer, in the summer oh. also maybe there is some different things you know, celebrating nature, the weekend weekend people they're celebrating maybe the, the midsummer, maybe uh, there is a midsummer festival here and there also you know. Yeah, that yeah, that would be interesting. Like yeah. Do. The solstice, the summer solstice. Solstice, yeah, yeah more yeah, animist yeah. culture. It would be cool too. Yeah, yeah. That. But uh, I think we have enough materials to make a, a future film. We'll explore the question of machines, as I said at the beginning, but also new spiritualities, gods, invisible world. All, all yeah, this, healing, all some healing there. Healing, yeah, Nothing, yeah. yeah. New spiritualities, actually. Yeah. A new way to heal the society. It was amazing to see how many healing practices in a society that that is so much heal. You understand? Um, so, yeah, because we you're talking about um, because of uh, in America we have a lot of different religious sects, so to speak. Well, it's not really religion. It's like it's sort of like you take something and then they they offshoot it into several different things that you can do um you know like healing there's like the hands-on healing there's all kinds of healing there's religious healings there's all kinds of things that go on so yeah i i think it was like it was like the society is a is a huge disease right now you know mm -hmm. the disease of the society so right every, right everybody needs to be healed Right. There's a lot From of pain going on. There's pain. Here. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. There's a lot of pain. And I think I'm not sure if it's, um, you know, I mean, since COVID, it seems to be a little, you know, we, I mean, we have a lot of political things that go on here too. political. Our last our last our last election was very, you know, people were like really separated. And yeah. then, um, you know, the COVID and all okay. that stuff. So there is a lot of healing that needs to take place. And the there's Washington a lot of events. Yeah. Mental illness. The, cap the capital. Rise. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So there's a lot of there's a lot of stuff that needs to be healing. But I mean, I think it's kind of a, you know, we go through a season anyway, you know, we, you know, society goes through ups and downs anyway. So this might be just a, a season that we're going through, but you know, it's hard to know. So mm -hmm. hopefully we can get healed and stuff. So <clears throat> I'm looking forward to seeing um, your next film and all that stuff. So <clears throat> is there anything else that you would like to talk about as far as uh, ghost and film or guillotines or french <laughs> <laughs> no I, I have other stories but i think it's okay for the podcast right now yeah yeah i would just good. say that uh yeah i spent almost a year now if, if, if everything combined and all the film i made uh, in america it's like uh almost one year i spent mm -hmm. in america and i very 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 love this country i love the people i love the different people also mm -hmm. 
because there are a lot of different societies. Yes. I love, I yes. love conservative, I love progressists. <laughs> yeah. You're a great nation. And um, I think that um, the, 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 sad, the, the sad thing that happened to America is that they won the war. It's, it's, it's bizarre but to say that like this, but it's because they won the war, you won the war too. You begin to be the empire. You begin to be the cops of the planet. You begin mm -hmm. to be protection for everybody. You begin to have a lot of problems. <laughs> right. Well, you know. this is the thing. Yeah, well, the, I, I yeah, kind of it's... agree with that because uh, uh, we're kind of a we're kind of a nation of uh, uh, it's it's all about us. You know, all about us, mm. and and we don't see we don't you don't look into other people's. Uh, things is all about poor me kind of because we, we have so many things that happen to us and I always tell my children I said you know you have a roof over your head you have food I said you should be consider yourself lucky <laughs> it's like if you don't mm -hmm. have a new iPad uh, so what but the, the, it's, they're very materialistic that way and it's like you know there's kids in different countries that are starving and you know don't even have a roof over their head so it's like it's we we are kind of spoiled that way in America I think as well so yeah mm -hmm. So, so um, after this project, um, do you have another film that you're thinking about doing? Oof, I know you have a whole list, <laughs> whole list. <laughs> but I just thought yeah, yeah, the next one, where you might be going. Could be, could be in France, could be in America. I don't know. It depends. It depends on the okay. money. If if there is money, I really love to be to make a film uh, again about death, but more about death itself and culture of death in LA. Ah, interesting. Yeah. yeah, that would be interesting. Very cool. Yeah. Well, <clears throat> I look forward to seeing your next film when it comes mm -hmm. out. Um, so, uh, Florent, merci beaucoup pour Vanta. Did I say it right? <laughs> pour Vanta? Yeah, it's correct. Okay, good. good <laughs> <laughs> so, um, <clears throat> until next time, this is Dorinda Stewart, wife of a demon hunter. Thank you, Florent. Okay. Thank you. It was a pleasure.